This podcast is a production of Faith Living Church. If you like what you hear, join us for church sometime in our Plantsville, Connecticut location, Saturdays, 6 p.m. or Sundays, 9 and 11 a.m. or online anytime at faithlivingchurch.com. Well, I think this is our title today. Yes, it is. We called it, what? For Certain. For Certain. Is there anything for certain in your life? Or is it kind of wishy-washy, you know? Think about it a little bit. Well, I'd like to start this series off with a question. That's what Jeremiah says. Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 27 says, I am the Lord, the God of all the peoples of the world. Is anything too hard for me? No. Question mark. That's, that's God asking us. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about God? Is there anything, you know, too hard for God no. to do? No. In regards to your life, you know, can he do anything? Yes. He really can. And as we learn, you know, this is, he can really do anything for certain. Mm-hmm. 100% of the time, he really can. Job chapter 42, verse 1 through 2, it says, and then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do anything. That's what I know you, Almighty God, you can do anything and no one can stop you. Is that true? Yes. Can God do anything in your life? Yes. He absolutely can. And when you pray and you get a hold of God and you learn God's ways, you know, nothing can stand between you and the Almighty God. That's, That's just true, you know. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23, Paul has given a, a testimony of some things that he experienced in his life, some really tough times. He said, are they servants of Christ? I know I sound like a madman, but I served him far more. I have worked harder, been put in prison more often, been whipped times without number, and faced death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced dangers from rivers and from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and in the sea, on the seas. And I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers, but are not. I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty, and have often gone without food. I have shivered in the cold, without enough clothing to keep me warm. Then, besides all this, I have the daily burden of my concern for all the churches. Hmm. Paul continues his testimony here in Romans, chapter 8, verse 28. This is one of my favorite verses. And it says in here, and we know. For certain. And that's without a doubt. We know For certain, without a doubt, indisputable, you know, dependable, reliable, you can count on it that God causes everything. 
Now, what percentage is everything? 100%. 100%. Somebody said 1,000%? Yeah, it's at least that, you know? And we know that God causes everything to work together for good. He really, he, he does. I mean, he's all involved in things working together for good, you know? Um, Paul was experiencing the certainty of faith. And are you experiencing in your own life the certainty of faith? Because God's word, when you read it, faith comes. It genuinely does come in our life, transforms us. Certainty means, you know, free from doubt. And Paul was experiencing that certainty of faith in the midst of trouble. He really was. A lot of trouble. Yeah. But he knew that God was going to work it. To, and Romans 8, 28. And we know. We know. That God causes everything. And everything. Everything. That is 100%. God causes everything. 100% of things to work together for the good. That's, he promises that mm-hmm. over and over. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those that love God. Do, do you love God? I do. Yes. Do you guys love God? Yes. I tell you what, it makes a big difference if you really love God. He says he causes everything to work together for good for those who love God. So when we love him, it, it makes a difference. It it changes things. In John chapter 14, verse 23, Jesus replied, we're talking about loving God, all who love me will do what I say. Hmm. My Father will love them, and we will come and make our home with each of them. Have you ever heard of Paul Harvey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have? Yeah. Well, here's a little statement that I found that he had made, and he's 100% accurate. You know, Paul Harvey was a Christian. Now, he's with Jesus now. But uh, he said, if you don't live it, you don't believe it. That's true. You can talk about things, but if you're not living it, you really don't believe it, whatever it might be. And uh, I do believe that, you know, loving God means, you know, a daily surrender of your will to his and we need to live out loud the things that we say we believe. Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. The King James Version says faith worketh by love. Hmm. Faith works by love. So faith can remove a mountain. It can change all kinds of circumstances in your life. You know, faith comes by hearing God's word. It really does, but it works by love. Love causes faith to actually operate. In Romans chapter 8, verse 28. That sounds familiar. This is one of my favorite verses. And it says, and we know. For certain. That God causes everything to work together. What? 100%. To work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purpose for them. You know, whose plans and purposes are you pursuing? Whose plans and purposes are you enjoying? Yours or God's? 
Because we will make a choice in that particular area. And it says here in Psalms 37 verse 4, it says, take delight. That doesn't mean pleasure in. Take delight in the Lord, you know, his plans and his purposes, and he will give you your heart's desires. For certain. Take delight. Take your pleasure in your relationship with Almighty God. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. That's, that's pretty miraculous when God says he will give you your heart's desires. You know, not he's not just naming one thing. He's saying your heart's desires, you know. Do you enjoy taking delight in God? Yes. He wants to give you your heart's desires. You know, typical of last-minute Christmas shoppers, a mother was running furiously from store to store. Suddenly she became aware that her pudgy little hand that the pudgy little hand of her three-year-old son was no longer clutched to hers. In a panic, she retraced her steps and found him standing with his little nose pressed flatly against a frosty window. He was gazing at a manger scene. Hearing his mother's near hysterical call, he turned and shouted with an innocent glee, Look, Mommy, it's Jesus. Baby Jesus is in the hay. With obvious indifference to his joy and wonder, she impatiently jerked him away, saying, We don't have time for all that. Mommy's trying to get ready for Christmas. We don't have time for Jesus. Ooh. That's pretty serious, don't you think? Mm -hmm. When we don't have time for Jesus. If I'm not mistaken, I think Christmas is the day we celebrate his birthday. It's all about Jesus. Yeah. It really is all about Jesus, you know? And she's saying, we don't have time for Jesus. Mm -hmm. We got some celebrating to do. Hmm. We got this and that and another. So we don't, we don't have time for Jesus. Let me just ask you a question. Do you have time for Jesus in your life? Absolutely beyond a shadow of a doubt. I'd like to read you another verse that's found in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. I don't know if you've ever read this one before <laughs> or not. It's one of my favorite. And it says, And we know for certain that God causes everything. And I know we, we've, we've read it a couple of times. But he says that God causes everything. Everything that's going on in your life, God causes it. And if you meet the proper conditions, he will for you. And we know, we know this, that God causes everything to work together for what? The good. For the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. That's just the truth of it. And then Jeremiah Chapter 29, verse 11 says, For I know for certain the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Now, I think God knows what he's doing. Don't you think so? Yes. He says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, 
They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Now, you know the word of hope just in this secular world we live? It's just like, well, I hope everything goes okay for you. That don't sound very positive, does it? No. But the word hope is a confident expectation for the future. That's the biblical definition of hope. I'm going to read it one more time. For I know... For certain. Thank you. You missed the last one I did. I'm I'm sorry. I had to come back and read it again. I got to be on my toes for this one, huh? (laughs) For I know... For certain. The plans I have for you, says the Lord, they are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. That's a confident expectation for your future, you know? God has your best interest at heart. He does. And we may think as long as the economy's good, there's no recession and there's no depression, that's when he has my best interest at heart. No, Um, it's not just then. He's always got your best interest at heart. Even if it seems like everything in the world is going wacko, he has your best interest at heart. God never made a promise that was too good to be true because he always, always fulfills his promises. He always does. When you think about it, when you read these things, it sounds sounds too good to be true. It is true. It is true. And God wrote it for you. For certain. If we believe him and trust him, and we reach out in faith and grab a hold of him and just be honest with him. You know, it's not some hard, hard work situation in reality. Just believe in him, choosing to believe what God says about you in this world in which we live, you know. First John chapter 5, verse 11 says, And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life And this life is in his son. This eternal life is found in Jesus. There is no other eternal life in this world. It's only found through a relationship with Jesus. Jesus says right here in his book, he says, I am the way. Jesus says that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father in heaven except through me. That's just, it's the only way to get to heaven, and it's through Jesus Christ. It's just the truth of it. And it's so simple. It's so easy just to believe in him. That's just the way it is. For certain. It was a dark and a stormy night when a lady was on a boat crossing Lake Michigan. The lightning, thunder, and the rain made her very nervous. She saw jagged rocks jutting above the surface of the lake. In fear, she asked the captain, Do you know where all the rocks are out here in the lake? No. The captain replied, I don't, but I do know where it is safe. And the captain, he knew how to stay away from all the dangerous rocks. He didn't know where they were all at, but he knew how to you know, uh, take his boat into the current and into the deeper water and stay away from that which was dangerous. And as we travel through life, we can't possibly know all the dangers, but we can know, you and I, we all can know where it's safe. And that's in a relationship with Jesus. That's where it is safe for us. No matter what you're going through right now, 
it's safe when you make a choice to uh, travel with Jesus. Continuing on in 1 John chapter 5, verse 12 says, Whoever has the Son has life. And the Son is Jesus, who he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And that's where forgiveness, that's where eternal life comes from. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have God's Son does not have life. So if you want eternal life, if you want to, you know, go to heaven, you must accept Jesus. He's the only, you know, key to get into heaven. He came here on this day that we're getting ready to celebrate Christmas, and he was born as a little bitty fella. You know, he came here for a purpose, to die. He never did anything wrong. He came here to die for us, for you and for me, to wash our sins away. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have God's Son does not have life. Verse 13, I have written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. That's Jesus. So that you may know... For certain. (laughs) You have eternal life. God wants us to know that we have eternal life. He really does. And do you know that? That you have eternal life? Yes. Yes. You can know it beyond a shadow of a doubt that you have been forgiven. That God loves you and he cares for you. He wants you to be certain about this. And there's so many uncertainties in the world that we're living right now. But God wants you to be certain about eternal life. He wants you to be certain about the fact that Jesus paid for your sins, that there is a heaven that we're going to. And for every promise that he's given, we went to pray for somebody on Friday. And uh, as we were there sharing, Ronnie was sharing scriptures with him and everything. And and he's been a believer for a good while now. But back in his uh, days before knowing Christ, he had met Brian Marcu. And in that process, he, Brian said something to him that really bothered this fella. And basically it was that, you know, there is a heaven. I know that for sure. And I know I'm going there. And that bothered this guy. And he couldn't get away from that thought. How could anybody know for sure that they're going to heaven? And so many people in our world today don't think that that's a reality, that they can know for sure. They think, well, you know, when I die, God's going to weigh my good and my bad. And if my good outweighs my bad, then he's going to let me in. But that, that definitely is not for certain. He wants us to know for sure that there is a real heaven and that we have a way to get there through Jesus Christ, accepting him as our Savior. And this, especially this holiday season, this Christmas season, but even throughout the year, a good question that we can ask people as an opener to share our faith is, do you believe in heaven? And then no matter what they answer, yes or no, or maybe or whatever, you know, we can say, well, I do believe in heaven. And I know for certain that I'm going to go there. And they may question that. They may look at you like, how can you know for certain? And then you can share with them how they can know for certain. It's right there in your Bible. It is. It's right there in your Bible. In Matthew 28, verse 20, it says, and be sure for certain of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That's right. Verse 14, it says, And we are confident for certain that he hears us whenever we ask for anything. Uh, You know, that that word, it just keeps jumping off the page. And I might talk about it a good bit just because I can't contain myself. When he says he hears us 
whenever we we ask for anything, we can ask for anything that pleases Him. He says we can do that for anything. 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 That's a hundred percent of what you can ask for. Mm-hmm. It really genuinely is. And since we know for certain that He hears us when we make our request, we also know for certain that He will give us what we ask for. You what know, a promise. It almost sounds too good to be true. <clears throat> Here we are talking about this. And so we can ask for anything. You know, it's just like, it sounds too good to will. be true. Yep. And since we know for certain, He hears us when we make our requests, we also know for certain that He will give us what we ask for. Psalms 27 verse 13 says, I had fainted unless I had believed for certain to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You know, here in Romans chapter 8, I don't know if y'all have ever read this or not. Romans 8 verse 28. (laughs) It's a good verse, seriously. They're going to have it memorized by the time we're done. You know, you should. It says, and we know for certain that God causes everything. 100%. And you know something? When you read something that says this so powerfully and so positively in God's word, and this is the almighty God who's saying it, you got to believe it. Mm-hmm. And we know, you know, that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And then Hebrews 13, verse 5 says, For God has said, I will never fail you. For certain. God says, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. For certain. So we can say with confidence. For certain. The Lord is my helper. He's going to help us no matter what it is. So I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? And then down here in verse 8, he says, Jesus Christ is the same. For certain. Yesterday he's the same. Today he's the same. And forever. He don't change his ways. What, What our grandparents heard a long time ago and what we hear today is the same. God's word is unchangeable and he's, you know, life changing to us. And you can trust it a hundred percent. As a family was out vacationing at the lake one summer day and dad had been puttering out by the boathouse and two of his sons, a 12 year old and a three year old were down playing along the dock. The 12-year-old was supposed to be watching his little brother, but he got distracted. And the three-year-old, little Billy, thought that would be a good time to check out the shiny aluminum fishing boat tied up at the end of the dock. So he went down to the dock, and he put one foot on the boat, and he put one foot on the dock, and he lost his balance, and he fell into the water. Three years old. The splash alerted the 12 year old who let out a piercing scream. Dad came running from the boathouse 
jumped into the water, swam down, but unable to see anything, he came up for air. Sick with panic, he went right back down into the murky water and he began to feel everywhere around the bottom. He couldn't feel anything. And finally on his way back up, he felt little little Billy's arm locked in a death grip on one of the posts of the dock, about four foot under the water, prying the little boy's fingers loose. You know, they burst up together through the surface to fill their lungs with life-giving air. Finally, when the adrenaline had stopped surging and nerves had calmed down a little bit, the father asked his son, what on earth were you doing down there? Hanging on to that post so far under the water. And little Billy's answer was a classic. Laced with the wisdom only a toddler could give. And he said, I was just waiting for you, Dad. I was just down there just waiting for you. Little Billy was certain Dad, you know, would find him. And you think about it, 2,000 years ago, Jesus plunged into this dark, murky water called Earth to rescue us from drowning. And he's found us. He's been looking for us for a long time, and he's been getting our attention, but are we responding to his? You know, you think about that. Do we respond to his? And in Romans, and this is a different verse, Romans chapter 8, it is a different verse, so verse 31 and 32 it says, Romans 8, 31, 32, it says, What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, and he is. If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son Jesus, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Yes. Yes, he will. For certain. Now, this is in your Bible. And if you only remember one verse, remember Romans 8, 28, and look that one up. And you can look through all these and it's like, you know what? If those verses are all true. And they are. And they are. They change your life forever. For certain. That's just the truth of it. You know? Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, Paul talks about God's stimulus package. It's far better than any government stimulus package could ever be. And Philippians 4, 19, and this same God who takes care of me, and that was Paul saying this, this same God who takes care of me will, for certain, supply, you know, which means to provide and to furnish, you know, all your needs. For this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. And Paul knew this for certain. He really did because he even had access to what God was saying way back then, mm -hmm. you know. And there's no need that we could ever have that God says, no, I'm not going to supply that. He loves us. God loves you. He is far greater than any human being, and he loves us. See, God doesn't have the ability to love. He is love. 
The Bible says God is love. He is. That's who he is. Mm -hmm. He's love and he loves us. And he's crazy about us. He genuinely is. And he'll help us through any difficulty that we'll go through. We just call upon him. That's just the truth of it. Ever wonder why God doesn't provide a whole year's worth of provision all at one time? Once there was a king who had a son to whom he gave a yearly allowance. He provided everything at one time, paying him the entire sum on the fixed date. It soon happened that the day on which the allowance was due was the only day in the year when the father ever saw his son. So the king changed his plan and gave his son day by day that which sufficed for the day. And then the son visited his father every morning. How he needed his father's unbroken love, companionship, wisdom, and giving. Thus God dealt with Israel and deals with us today. That's God's stimulus package. You know, Jesus has taught us to pray. And, and you may have heard this before, but it's right there in your Bible. He's taught us how to pray. Give us this day our daily bread. You ever heard of that? Yes. Give us this day. He wants us to go to him every day. Mm -hmm. He really genuinely does, you know. So why don't we just, you know, remember that every day to go to him and give me this day, my daily bread. Give me my needs met today, almighty God. You, know, you go to him and you ask him and he is going to provide for you what you have need of. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, it says, don't worry about anything, you know? Instead, pray about everything. Those two words really change our life if we pay attention to them about worry and about everything. Don't worry. He says, don't worry about anything. That's what Almighty God's Word says. Instead, pray about everything. That's what he's telling us. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Have you ever stopped and just thanked God for all the prayers he's already answered? Mm -hmm. that's, that's amazing. But, you know, you don't have to do that. You just probably won't receive as much. But when you go to him and you're always thanking him for what he's done, you, you, you push the, the button. And, and it transforms things and it changes your life. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Verse 7 says, and then you will experience God's peace. For certain. Which exceeds, which it surpasses, and it goes way beyond anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That's what he says. Mm -hmm. Do you have something to say? Yeah. Why don't we pray? You know, I think, I think everybody has things sometimes that they may tend to worry about. And he says to not worry about anything, but instead to pray about everything. Now, we don't know your specific needs, but why don't we take a few moments and pray um, about okay. the things that we may tend to worry about. Tell God what we need and thank him for all he's done. Let's do it. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that we can yes, come to Lord. you knowing, Lord, these promises that yes, we have Father been reading God. are for certain. They are true. Yes, they and are. And they are for us yes, because Lord. you love us so much. 
And Lord, we thank you that you've invited us to come to your throne. Yes, you have. Anytime, day or That's night, right. Lord, you said come boldly to the yes, throne Papa. of grace so we may obtain mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. Lord, we all need something. And Father, you are our need meter. Yes, and Lord, I just ask that you would provide for each and every one that is here today or those that are watching online. Father, that you would provide for them in the area of their relationships. Yes, Papa. Father, parents with kids, Lord, kids with one another, Lord, just all these different relationships, Father, husbands and wives, Lord, that you would cause these relationships to be healthy. And yes, Father, Father, that God. you would draw folks unto yourself. Lord, I ask that if any of those here have loved ones that have not accepted Christ as their Savior, yes, Lord. Lord, that you would draw them to, to you, yes, that you God. would send labors across our loved ones' lives, Lord, and they would come to know Christ as their Savior. Father, we also ask that you yes. would provide for their financial needs, whatever yes. they are, whatever material needs they may have. Lord, you said he, that you would supply according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And we believe that, Lord. So yes, whatever Lord. it is they need of, they have need of, that you would provide for them. Lord, we ask that you would bring healing and yes, health Lord. to those that are sick and need healing for their bodies. Yes, Papa. And Father, those that are worried about the condition of our world and all the things that are happening, Father, we yes, ask that Father. you would deliver them from fear and help yes. them to put their trust in you, knowing that you have everything under control. Father, we thank yes. you for all that you've done in our past because you have certainly answered prayers, Lord, day in and day out throughout the history of our lives. Yes, and we thank you for all the things that you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It's amazing what God will do it when is. a man or a woman prays. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 24 says, You can go to bed without fear, you will lie down and sleep soundly. For certain. You need not be afraid of sudden disaster or the destruction that comes upon the wicked. Verse 26 says, for the Lord is your security. For certain. He's absolutely. Did you, did you say something? For certain. For certain. Absolutely. Don't be bashful about that. That's a huge promise there. You can it go is. to bed without fear. A lot of people are fearful. Especially at night. Yeah. They really genuinely are. You will lie down and sleep soundly. You don't need to be afraid of sudden disaster or destruction. That's right. For certain. Absolutely. That's what he says. For the Lord is your security. For there's a lot of businesses and there's a lot of products for your security. But Jesus, it says, for the Lord is your security. He genuinely is. Well, Sam was my best dog ever. And he found and he pointed birds with contagious enthusiasm. Sam taught me the joy of becoming part of nature. At this point, said a bird was hiding in a clump of bushes, it was there. He was so much more than a bird dog, though Often we'd share lazy, together lazy lunches in an abandoned apple orchard and the snooze that followed. Late one afternoon, Sam and I became separated. Neither of us was familiar with the area. I called and whistled, no sign of Sam. I had to get back to town for an important appointment. 
But how could I leave Sam? If he finally came back and I wasn't there, would I lose him for good? And then I remembered a trick an old dog trainer had passed on. I unbuttoned my jacket, removed my shirt, and laid it on the ground under the branches of a small bush. I worried all night. But when I returned the next morning, there was Sam curled up with his nose under the sleeve of my shirt. And he looked up and he wagged his tail. Where have you been, friend? His eyes seemed to say. I've been waiting for you all night. But I knew you'd come back. Later I wondered, when I get lost, do I have the trust to look for some part of God's word and curl up in it? To wait patiently, knowing that my friend will find me. For certain. <laughs> Thank you. I wasn't looking down here. I, I noticed. <laughs> That's why I started looking at you. But I like to kind of throw those things out there to wait patiently, knowing that my friend will find me. For certain. If I just have faith in him. And it really is about faith. Mm -hmm. All things are possible to those who believe. That's just what the promises of Almighty God has to say. Psalm 119 verse 114 says, Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. That's for certain. He's our hiding place. We can hide in him, in our relationship with him. He's my shield. He's going to protect me from all the stone at me. It comes against me. And I hope in thy word. I hope. Have that confident expectation for the future in God's word. You know? Isaiah 40 verse 8 says, The grass withers and the flowers fade. But the word of our God stands forever. And that's also for certain. For certain. His word. If God said it, you can believe it. Yeah. And that's for certain. Mm -hmm. God does not tell a lie. And any man who would put God to the test, you know, will absolutely be encouraged and be shocked at how mighty and powerful and loving Almighty God is. John Newton had received from the Lord some almost unbelievable answers to his petitions. And so he often engaged in large asking. Large asking. Have you been involved in some large asking? Yes. Only you, dear? <laughs> I'm sure they have too. Think about it. He invites us. The Almighty God has invited us to largely ask, to ask him for what other people would say is impossible. God welcomes us to come before him. That's what he does. Mm -hmm. So he often engaged in large asking. In support of this practice, he would frequently tell the story of a man who asked Alexander the Great to give him a huge sum of money in exchange for his daughter's hand in marriage. The ruler consented and told him to request of his treasurer whatever he wanted. So he went and asked for an enormous amount. The keeper of the funds was startled and said he would, couldn't give him 
that much without a direct order from Alexander. So going to Alexander, the treasurer argued that even a small fraction of the money requested would more than serve the purpose. No, replied Alexander, let him have it all. I like that fella. He does me honor. He treats me like a king and proves by what he asks that he believes me to be both rich and generous. Newton concluded the story by saying, in the same way, we should go to the throne of God's grace and present petitions that express honorable views of the love, riches, and bounty of our king. We should do some large asking. We really should. And, and I think it's time, you know, okay, you might be hearing going, I don't believe that. Well, it ain't gonna hurt. If you don't believe it, well, it probably ain't going to happen. But if you do believe it, it probably is going to happen. God is amazing. He is awesome. He is fantastic. He genuinely is. Faith honors God and God honors faith. If we abide in his will and we trust him implicitly, the Lord will reward our confidence. And the word confidence, pretty much it means faith. Mm-hmm. The Lord will reward our faith, our confidence in him. That's just the truth of it. Several years ago, I met a gentleman who served on one of Walt Disney's original advisory boards. What amazing stories he told. Those early days were tough, but that remarkable creative visionary refused to give up. I especially appreciated the man sharing with me how Disney responded to disagreement. He said that Walt would occasionally present some unbelievable extensive dream he was entertaining. And almost without exception, the members of his board would gulp, blink, and they would stare back at him in disbelief, resisting even the thought of such a thing. But unless every member resisted the idea, Disney usually didn't even pursue it. Yes, you read that correctly. The challenge wasn't big enough to merit his time and creative energy unless they were unanimously in disagreement. I suppose when you're a Disney, you're free to press on when the board says shut her down. Is it any wonder that Disneyland and Disney World are now realities? Because he pushed it and he believed what they didn't believe. This type of faith is long overdue in many of our churches today. So let's trust God again for the impossible. So says Charles Swindle. But you know what? There are men and women who do believe God. Mm -hmm. 100%. And you'll see in their life the miracles that follow and will come along. That's just what he says. And in John chapter 9, verse 31, he says, We know that God doesn't listen to sinners. Now, how do we become a non-sinner? Is that possible? Yes. We confess our sins to God. Mm -hmm. He is faithful and just to forgive us 
And to cleanse us from every sin. He wants to hear everybody's prayers. He does. But if there's sin between us and God, he, he can't. That's what he says. Now, let me read one more time. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners. So we confess our sins to him. And he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from. That's what it says. Mm-hmm. For showing that. But he is ready to hear those who worship him. He's ready to hear those who worship him. And do his Well, for certain. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible. You see how believing and things becoming possible are connected together? Yes. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. For certain. That's what he says. And you know, we ought to put him to the test. Well, I have already done so. And I can tell you, he's 100% accurate. He loves us and he cares about us. And he's here for us. Now, the only thing is, if we intend to do a lot of asking to do evil and sinful things, well, it might not work so good. But if you're just doing it to honor Almighty God and to, to help the people who have genuine needs... It always works. How long have you known Christ as your Savior? What year was it? Do you remember? Probably around when I was somewhere around. What year did you graduate? I graduated in 73. Was it that year? It was probably 72, 73. Yeah. So, and I, I got born again in 1973 also. So we've both known Christ for 50 years this year. Yep. You're right. Has he ever failed? Not one time. Has he ever let us down? He has never let us down. He has never, ever failed us, ever. You know, that's why we do what we do. Yeah. Not because of a salary, not because of any other reason, but because of what God has promised us in his word. For certain. For certain. And you can count on it 100%. So you can take our testimony of 50 years yeah. that God is trustworthy. Hundred percent, hundred percent. He is trustworthy, and, and he will do what he has said. And then I started looking because we asked this question not too long ago, and I went and looked it up. How long should a man be a pastor or a woman be a, a, as a pastor? And the article I read said seven years. <laughs> you know, if you're a garbage you, man, you'll be a garbage man longer than seven years. So you've been and in that's a good business, huh? Six times more than you should have been. I know, but you know why? Because we have seen so many men and women, and boys and girls, come to know Jesus as a personal Savior in that forty-four years. God has been so faithful. It's, it's worth whatever we have had to go through, whatever it has cost us. Mm-hmm. It genuinely has. Ain't nothing better than leading somebody to Jesus as their Savior, having their names written in the book of life. That's just the the truth of that. There's nothing we'd rather be doing. That's right. I have one more verse, and then we're going to be almost over. For certain? (laughs) Not for certain. I might go a little bit longer. I don't know. But Luke, the last verse we're going to read is Luke chapter 1, verse 37. And it says, and this is your Bible. We didn't write it. You didn't write it. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. For certain. That's just the truth of it. And I challenge it. You, you, you go back, you know. 
Get the video. They're all free. Get the video. You know, write down the notes. Look DV- at the scriptures. No videos now. No, we don't. We don't have videos anymore. <laughs> it's DVDs now. Oh, CDs. DVDs. I'm sorry. I'm still Watch kind it of online. way back in history, I suppose. But you know what? God's word transforms us. Yes, it genuinely does. If I ever have a, a problem, I go to the word, and God always gives us the answer. Always gives us the answer, whatever it is that we need. So why don't we uh, just pray for everybody who's here before we dismiss everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. If you haven't accepted Christ as your Savior, today's the day. Yes, it is. No reason to wait. So we would invite you to pray with us, whether you're here in person or online. And those of you that do know Christ already, let's reaffirm our faith yes. in our Savior. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father. Dear Heavenly Father. I believe. I believe. That you love me so much. That you love me so much. That you love the world so much. That you love the world so much. That you sent your only son. That you sent your only son. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. To die on the cross. To die on the cross. For our sins. For our sins. To pay for them in full. To pay for them in full. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for my sins. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. I believe. I believe. That Jesus rose from the dead. That Jesus rose from the dead. To give me a new life. To give me a new life. Victorious over sin. Victorious over sin. And I choose today. And I choose today. To live for you. To live for you. Forever. Forever. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And Father, we ask that you would just be with each and every one that is here today. And Father, that as they go forth out of these doors, Lord, that they would know for certain of your love for them. Yes. Lord, Lord, that they would know for certain that there is a heaven. And you're looking forward to them being there with you one day. Yes. Father, that they would know for certain that you're going to provide for every need that they have. All they got to do is ask. Yes. You said ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. That's right. And Father, we just ask that our church family here would be large askers. Father, that they would realize that there is no limits to what you will do. That's right. If we just ask, believing in faith that you are true to your promises for certain. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen.